Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil, too. Guys, and we have a special guest with us here today. Yeah, we got Colton with Colton. us. Colton. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I wasn't oh. sure if I was supposed to come. No, you're, you're good. Like, no worries. It's Phil, too. Oh, yeah. and Colton, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's been a while since we've had a guest. Been yeah, like- no, excited to have him along. We're going to be talking a lot about college football today and just kind of how the football landscape in college looks like after the first three weeks of the season, heading into... What compared to last week, this week's gonna be a lot more fun. We have oh, a yeah, lot we, of fun matchups to talk about this week. Yeah, there was the only good matchup that actually happened that I mean, I guess kind of expected, but not as good as it was gonna be was the Colorado game. Colorado's, yeah, the Colorado's at each other, uh, and we'll we're gonna get to Travis Hunter a little bit too later because you know unfortunate situation there, but I, I, I hate to say it is what it is now, but it is. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And we'll get into that here in a sec. Here, Colton, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Give us a little bit of background that you have in your sports. Well, in background in sports, uh, play lots of fantasy football. There you go. Uh, yeah. Used to watch Sports Center all the time. There you go. I mean, we play each other in fantasy football this week. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if if you guys were betting people, I'd put all your money on Colton right now. Phil is chilling at zero and two. It's fine. Um, Colton's at two and zero. Remember, I have you right where I want you. <laughs> right. Am He's, I two and zero or am I one and one? Oh, I thought you were two and zero. Maybe you're not. I think I was going to be. I had pretty. I had some high confidence. I was going to win my first game, and then I think it was Cooper that had Tyreek Hill, and oh. he just started going off. And I was. Oh, like, maybe you're right. one and one then. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll triple check this. I real think quick. that's what it was. Um, Let's find out. T. Higgins right shoulder. Yeah. Never mind. You're one and one. The point is though. Phil's projected to lose still. Now, projections mean crap right now, but, you know. Yeah, and you're projected, like, more points than average. Like, 130-something points. That's how I set my lineup. Who's scoring the highest points? Yeah, like, I honestly am not projected to, like, not score anything. Like, it's going to be a high-scoring game. But at least it should be. You never know. It all depends on if the Bengals' offense decides to offense or not. Yeah, well, I picked up a couple players where I don't have to necessarily bank on them. Or if A.J. Brown gets thrown, too. Yeah. I have confidence, though, that he will this week. But anyways. I have confidence Dave Flowers will go off on your bench. I might play him, actually, though. I am very... And benching who? Uh, probably Jamar? James Cook. Oh. It's see. my bench spot that I'm trying to decide. I'm, I might even put Chase benched if Burrow's... I don't know. Depends on if Burrow plays or not. Because uh-huh. <laughs> that's going to be rough. Um, but but yeah. anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later now. We want to open up a little bit different today. We're going to be talking specifically about Deion Sanders and what his future outlook might be at Colorado. Oh, yeah. So, I I mean, so the likelihood is that he probably will stay, but I think he could stay. And honestly, it would just be a longer, like, development. But I still think if he stayed, he'd make as much money as he wanted. And I think that he could build that Colorado team to be one of these bigger schools. Like, it's not there yet, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But last year, they won one game. Like, they're already, like, way better than last year. Oh, 100%. But, like, I don't know. I think he could stay and make this. It would, t- it would definitely be, like, a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My opinion, though, I think it would be worth it. Because he's, like, definitely, like, changing the way college football is done. Just with the way he, like, brands players on his teams. Doesn't necessarily have, like, captain and stuff. It's, like, um, leader and dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I don't know. I think it'd be a good thing for him to stay. It'd be like a, um, just a new, a, just part of that tradition of him changing the way that college football is. Mm-hmm. 
But in this world, money is money, and that's what it's all about. Exactly. And that's why I expect him to leave Colorado. Because at the end of the day, while Colorado is a step up from Jackson State where he was, the big thing here for me is when he left Jackson State, he said it was mainly due to a lack of resources and like the lack of them investing in their sports. Now, Colorado's obviously done a lot more than what Jackson State has done. But the fact is that Dion is going to get bigger opportunities. Like At the end of the day, he's going to get bigger opportunities, whether it's at his alma mater, Florida State, LSU. I can see it. My guess for him is he is going to move into an SEC or Big Ten school next because there are a couple of head coaches that are on the hot seat that are going to be looking to upgrade, and they're going to have a lot more resources in Colorado. And not to mention, exposure is one thing that Dion's really big on too. Like Folsom Field, I think, holds around 50,000, which isn't terrible. It's pretty good. But most SEC stadiums, we're looking at about 80,000. Yeah, I just think that he can get all of that at Colorado. It would just take time. I think he is that kind of a person that could build that kind of a place. I mean, he could have done that at Jackson State. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like Jackson State really wanted to work with him as good, though. I like, mean, Colorado he, has proven they're already willing to work with him better. Yeah, for sure. But and, again, I do see him just moving to one of those bigger schools because it's going to be better exposure for him. It's going to be better opportunity for the kids that he gets to. Because at the end of the day, again, like I was saying, Colorado, while they have invested a lot more in this program than they probably have in the past 20 years or so, he's going to get better investment from other schools. You know, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we did briefly mention this. Nick Saban's getting up there in age. He's one of the highest paid college coaches in the country. But he's, you know, Alabama starting to, is a little bit on decline. It's their first time outside of the top 10 since like 2015. Like Alabama's a consistent national contender. They don't look like it this year. I like, think it will depend on how the season goes, to, to be honest. Because what if they, like, go and they do, like, make playoffs and they do, like... I mean, I don't see why that's not, like, a possibility. It's true. But at the end of the day, um, not necessarily... Just because you make the playoffs doesn't necessarily mean you'll stay. Like, Lincoln Riley, he made the playoffs, like, three, four times this in Oklahoma. This is way different, though. And he went this, to USC, though. This is way different. The other thing to consider is weather. Okay? That's one reason Lincoln Riley went for USC instead of Oklahoma. Like... <laughs> How how much easier is it to recruit someone to the Midwest where you're going to be hit by tornadoes, especially in Oklahoma, and just the winter there is brutal, to USC where it's sunny all year round? Like I was saying, like let's say Dion gets an offer to coach at Florida, Alabama, one of those big SEC schools, and he's over here recruiting kids. And like, would you rather come play for him at Florida? Would you rather come play for him at Colorado? Well, don't get me wrong. I love Colorado. I grew up in the Midwest. I love that kind of atmosphere. Most kids love playing in those warm – and those. it's what they grew up in too. Because That's the football true. hotbeds are Georgia, Florida, Texas, California, like these really warm states. That's where most of the football talent grows up. However, though, you're also and also, but if you're going to Colorado, yeah, if he's at these other states, like in these nicer states, you're not going for the state though. You're going because of Coach Prime. So if he's in Colorado, I still think that alone is enough to be like, oh, I'm going to get a great opportunity because I'm with this coach. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily like. Obviously, no one wants to. Live in a cold place. <laughs> I mean, Coach Bob didn't want to. He got but, a scholarship to Wisconsin. He didn't even go visit them because he straight up said, it's too cold. No, I no, I get that. But what I'm saying is if you're a smart athlete and you have an option to go play for Coach Prime at Colorado or somewhere else just because it's warmer, I mean, I would you got to go with Prime. So, like, I think it's that's just how good of a coach he is and how big time he is. That really shouldn't sway too much. For a player, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a great so, coach. I'm not arguing. Like He's a great coach. I just think he's... I don't give him more than two years at Colorado. I think... And honestly, depending on how good they do this year, I 100% can see him leaving and going to another... Like like I said, SEC or Big Ten I honestly school. don't think that looks too good either, though. Going from like to three different schools in three different years. But they understand that, why. 
Still, though, yeah. I, that that I don't like that very much. It just might be him building his resume at Colorado. That's the other thing too. Like the over under for his season was three wins. They're already at three wins on a twelve game season. They were they were expected. To, Vegas had him at three wins pegged for the entire year. Like, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like he he could just change this whole thing. You know, two not not actually this actually happened to Colorado before. Not this last head coach before Prime, but two head coaches before Prime, Mel Tucker. He only was one year head coach at Colorado, got offered a new head coach job at Michigan State, and took it after one year at Colorado. And he only went five and seven. Well, of course, Mel Tucker also just got fired for other reasons. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I just think this is just so different. Like, there's just a real opportunity here, and but it, I, I like I said, I don't expect mm-hmm. it to happen. Like, I know mm-hmm. that, but like, I think Colorado would be. Mm-hmm. Like dumb to not at least try to match these other teams with money wise because that's a really that's a really good investment in him. Any other coach, I'm like, I don't. It just might be hard for Colorado it, to match an offer. Exactly, it, w- it would be, school. but it would definitely be worth it if they could pull it off. Right, but remember, they're building super conferences now, right? Like the Big Ten and the SEC, the media deals that they have and the payouts that their schools are getting. You know, I, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. The lowest team in the Big Ten, do you know what they're getting paid? For just the media rights. doesn't matter how good they are. That, if they win zero games, they will still get this amount of pay. Hmm. Northwestern would get paid $69 million. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. The Big 12, I think the highest paid schools would be getting around $35 million, which is what Colorado's in now. Next year, they're going to be in the Big 12. No, like I like I said, I understand that he's probably will leave. Like yeah. I, That wouldn't surprise me. I just think... That Colorado really is missing out on a big opportunity if they don't go all in on it. Like, at oh, least- yeah, like the two years I think he's going to be there. As long as they go all in on it, that's great exposure for them. The but it's going to be because of him. Because if he leaves, they're going to go back to what they were before. Dion is the brand of Colorado. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. If he goes, if he leaves, he's just going to be exactly what he was mm-hmm. before. Honestly, depending on how good he does this year, I don't. But like I said, two years max at Colorado. I would not be surprised to see him take a job at Alabama if Nick Saban steps away. Auburn. Auburn's been kind of in turmoil ever since Gus Malzone took him to the natty and won with Cam Newton. They really haven't like, done much. Do you, do you know what this reminds It reminds me of, like, the water boy in a sense. Like, when he leaves, they're just like, oh, crap, we, we suck, suck again. again. Like, yeah. that's what it's going to be. It's like, exactly like that. So 10%. Because they're going to, like, Sanders, um, oh, my gosh, I keep forgetting his first name. His son's name. Shadour? Shadour Sanders. He's not going to stay at Colorado. Oh, no. He's going to follow his dad. Yeah. 110%. And think and about Travis it. Hunter won't stay either. Oh no! He no, won't. no, they're they following him. Yeah, for a reason. that's what I mean. Like, so if I'm Colorado, like I understand it's going to be insanely hard to match mm-hmm. any school. Honestly, that would throw money at him, but it would be extremely worth it. They're already growing in their value. Like just over this last year that he's been there, they've like expanded exponentially. Mm-hmm. So like I, that's true. But here's the other thing to consider. So Dion was asked if Shadour would go into the NFL draft this year. Probably not. It's very unlikely he does because he said specifically he didn't want Shadour to be number two to someone's number one, which no one's going to go take it over Caleb Williams unless no, not right something now. else happens. Yeah, not right now for so sure. So think about it. This guy's guaranteed another year in college. Let's just say Coach Prime gets a job offer in the SEC. Think about the NIL his sons could get there. Like compared to what they can get in Colorado, something that a booster in the south would throw at them my my whole thing here is i believe that colorado could become one of these big schools that can give anybody anything at this point if he stays and grows it like yeah all these opportunities that they get but colorado mm-hmm. could become one of those places that gives all that opportunity it's just not there yet it's not but there with yet. prime it could become that mm-hmm. i just don't think it'll they'll last long enough to build it into what it could possibly be 
if he stays, it could. That's just what I'm saying, but it probably won't because exactly. it just depends on how patient he wants to be. Because mm-hmm. if he really does love Boulder, like he says, I mean, it, 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 they could be one of these mm-hmm. top teams that are the team that can give you any opportunity that you need. Yeah, for sure. They just, yeah, it, I know it's unlikely. I'm just saying it, they. He has this opportunity to turn a whole school around to be one of these insanely big schools. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, because he's already made that school so much money. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. And those three games, I mean, they, they've gone insane. So I'm not surprised by it. But, again, we're three games into the season. Anything can happen. I know. It's so early. Yeah. It's so early. But, anyways. So. so let's hop on over to the Heisman hopefuls, Heisman favorites here. Obviously, we got to talk about Caleb Williams. He's the favorite in the country right now. He's looked the part um, ever since he went to USC. I think what, they're number five in the country, I think, right now. Yeah, number I think four, so. maybe. US, I think number five. USC five. looks yeah. pretty good. Like, yeah. They're very good. Honestly, unless something happens this season to Caleb Williams, he's going to be the number one overall pick in this NFL draft. Heisman wise, <laughs> Unless though, he plays another year. Because <laughs> then his dad said his he dad might keep said him if it wasn't year. the right maybe. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Because he sees all these other quarterbacks that go high in the draft and their careers are destroyed. Yeah. That's true. It is rare. I mean,. Joe Burrow was is doing good. Matt Stafford eventually got there. Trevor Lawrence is doing. <laughs> Trevor good. Lawrence is doing really like, good. Those are all number one overall picks that went well. But then you have to look at other number one overall picks like Baker Mayfield on the third team already. Yeah, he's he's not doing bad this year, but no, like, but, but he's like he's, he's yeah been chopped around already. You can look a lot. at Marcus Russell, but that was also a different reason too. Yikes, that was him. <laughs> yeah, I think you want to look at the coaching, honestly. Yeah, and, and then under a good head coach. Yeah, and, they're the um, ones that really bring out the potential. So, out of curiosity, guy. who and, would be the best fit for Caleb Williams in the NFL, Colton? Ooh, not the Cardinals. I really do not. Yeah, I really do not want to see him on the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Look guy. what they did to Kyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, who else is uh, probably so, projected to go? So, the current zero and two teams: we've got the Cardinals, we've got the Broncos, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals, Carolina Panthers. We've got the – let me triple check here real quick. I I'd stay away from the Panthers too. Well, I mean, they just they took Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, so it's not like they're going to go after someone else here. Let's see here. Giants are not it. Oh, Texans. They're 0-2 as well. CJ Stroud actually looks all right right he now. He does actually look pretty good. They've had, Yeah, they've actually had a tough schedule the first two games. Yeah. Colts are 0-2, but they also have Anthony Richardson. They have the Patriots. They have the Bears. But that is almost arguably nope, a worse situation. No, stay away from the Bears. Stay away that from the Bears. That is arguably a worse situation. And then I believe that's it for the 0-2 teams right now. I mean, I would almost look at maybe the Jets. Uh, I think Cause that I, know, I think Aaron Rodgers will. It. Yeah, he had a pretty bad injury, but I think he's going to. I, don't, I feel like it's motivated him seeing all of the, the smack he got on the internet after he tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Which was, it, like, very unlucky, but... That, yeah. yeah, that is honestly awful. I just think Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, I don't he's think... 39 right now. By the time he gets back from that Achilles, he's going to be over 40. Like, At least in, he doesn't he, really even need to use his legs a whole ton. He's still pure... He's a great thrower, Great yeah. thrower. Probably the best talent we've seen, yeah. honestly. I mean, maybe, maybe besides Mahomes. But, I mean, if the Jets get a chance to take Caleb Williams, that's arguably his best <laughs> place to go right now. I oh. could see maybe if the Commanders... Started tanking more. You got Dotson. 
McLaren. The commanders should be way better than what they well, are. Well, they also have new ownership too, so and they Sam, got rid of the worst that, owner. Yeah, you know what? That might turn that around just like yeah, that. Anyway, Magic Johnson, which I know he's not a big football guy, <laughs> yeah. but he's there. Yeah, that is kind of weird that he's there. Yeah, I see the commanders maybe being a good fit for him because you have weapons. The Cardinals, I mean, they have weapons. I just don't believe in the coaching, the scheme that's there at all. No, the Cardinals just suck. I <laughs> no, mean, Caleb Williams is going to elevate whoever he plays for. Oh, 100%. He's just a special talent. He reminds me a lot of how Patrick Mahomes plays in the NFL, yep. but he plays like that in college. Um, I mean, even the Patriots wouldn't be too bad. No, the Patriots have a solid foundation. I think Bill Pelichick might need to retire soon because – I'm not sure how up to date he is with the league now. Yeah. <laughs> I know he just uh, I like Bill Belichick, but yeah. he's also kind of like he's not a bad coach, obviously, no. but but a phenomenal he, coach. But he is showing that pay, that Tom Brady was a huge part of his success. Oh, 100%. Like, I understand like he's still good without Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was way more valuable to that franchise than I think Belichick was. Oh, 100 percent. But it'll be interesting. I mean, again. He ha- there's a lot of this season left to go. We have to see him against top competition, and they've just been beating up on bad teams these past couple weeks. The big game, I think, the big telltale is going to be on this guy again. Is that Utah game? Because I know once he until- figures out Utah, he cannot he can- be stopped. If he can figure out Utah, look out because he's going to be in the Pac-12 championship. He's going to be looking at teams like Oregon to be playing. Mm-hmm. One team that they are playing. This is going to be a huge stretch for Colorado. Colorado plays Oregon, plays Utah, and plays. USC mm-hmm. in the next three out of four weeks. Yeah, a tough stretch. That's a huge stretch. Caleb Williams, I'm interested to see how he like that could easily be the shootout of the of the yeah, year for sure. USC against Colorado, <laughs> because honestly, Colorado's defense does not look it's great. Not great. No, it the now stuff that, that Hunter's Colorado, not playing either. Uh, State was able to do on them. I was like, come on. Yeah, and even then, like USC gave up almost 30 points to San Jose State. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would like. I mean, I know no other player is probably even going to come close to Caleb Williams, but I'd like to see Marvin Harrison get it. Her Marvin Harrison Jr. He's actually. I think he's fourth on this list here. Yeah. We'll get to him in a sec. This might be the most exciting player in college football, even with Caleb Williams right now. Because if you watch Michael Penix play, this guy is launching bombs every single every single play. Like I think they're sh- passing like eighty five percent of their offensive plays right now. And I mean, it's working. So, and his—I don't know what his average air yards are, but I—I I guarantee you, it's over thirty per pass because he is just launching bombs down the field. Yeah, like I said, it's working. So, like, and why he, not keep going? His numbers at it? would look so much better if he was slightly more accurate. Like when we were looking at that Boise State tape. Yeah, he took it. Took three tries to get it, but but his <laughs> he got it. Receiver was open three times in a row. Yeah, he was just like working his arm out or yeah. something. He's just taking, yeah, getting some reps in, but. No, he is and he is interesting, but it's hard because it's it's fun to talk about these players. It's just hard to really believe any of them are going to yeah. take it. Besides Caleb Williams, yeah. but well, the issue with Caleb Williams too is remember, no player since I think it was sixty nine and seventy has won a Heisman in back to back seasons. Yeah, yeah, but he's even though he's the clear cut favorite right now, just in terms of like what he looks like. Remember, he hasn't faced tough competition yet, and a, a player to look out, Michael Penix. Like, if he keeps going off, they're going to face off with USC at one point. Yeah. USC and Washington are going to face off. And if Washington wins that game, guarantee you Penix is on top of Caleb Williams the week after for Heisman. Yeah. Another player to look at, Drake May. I think he has, like, three 500-yard passing games already in his career. <laughs> Started as a true freshman at UNC. Wow. Like, this kid is, That's crazy. He, he is the most under-the-radar quarterback in college football right now. 
plays for UNC, which isn't necessarily... That's probably why. Exactly. Yeah. He's not, it's not necessarily a big football school. They're obviously more known for their basketball. But he's, yeah. thrown, he's thrown dots. Like, 500 yards is insane at any level of football. I don't care if it's high school, college, or NFL. No, yeah, any level, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But And he's dual threat, too. Does a lot of rushing as well. So mm-hmm. he's a little under the radar. But until he plays top-tier competition, he's not going to get above the other two. Right. Now, your guy here, and this is our, not arguably, or he is the best player in college football outside of the quarterbacks. Oh, my gosh. He is so fun to He's watch. So good. He is so crazy. You know what's the best part about this, too? Hmm. He was a freshman with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigber were all in that same wide receiver room. All of them said Marvin Harrison Jr. was the best one. All well, I mean, he looks I mean, better. look at his dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning can tell you all about his dad. Yeah, and not but to you mention, know what? screw Peyton Manning. He killed Austin Collie. With <laughs> <laughs> Austin Collie's not a part of this conversation. I know. I just every time I think about Peyton Manning and good receivers, it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but just because what could have been, anyways. Yeah. So Marvin Harrison Jr., best wide receiver in college football. It's not even close. Not even close right now. And he played all of last year. Hurt. I think he was on a yeah. sprained ankle all of last year. I think he did get hurt at the end, like enough yeah. where he couldn't play the last. Didn't he play? Not play his last like. He didn't play like. I think it was in the playoffs. Yeah, he yeah. missed it. Or no, which... it wasn't the playoffs because they didn't make it. But it was like the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna wreck the NFL when he gets there. Also, fun fact: I didn't know this until I just read it. His current quarterback was his high school court, quarterback too, Kyle McCord. They won three state titles in Philadelphia, for what it's worth. Seems like they've got pretty good chemistry. Yeah, at, but <laughs> yeah. this guy is almost. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say he's he... almost a guaranteed top five pick in this next draft. I mean, and, and if the year keeps going, ball. like, and these other guys, maybe they can't play top competition. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Caleb Williams does struggle against top yeah. teams? What if May does have rough games again? I don't think I've seen Marvin, Marvin Harrison have a bad game. Oh, no. Like, he's always on the headlines, like, uh, three catches, uh, 200 yards. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, always the other thing there. with him, too, is what if a team that doesn't need a quarterback gets the number one overall pick? Are they going Marvin Harrison Jr. at the number they one should. pick? Like, think about it. The Colts get the number one pick. Oh, Anthony Richardson's thrown to Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, dude, okay, that would be sick. Okay, how, I was just going to say, how poetic would that be? Yeah. Him going to the Colts? That'd be sick. Or CJ Stroud, they get the number one overall pick. That'd be great. Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. with Stroud, his old college quarterback. Yeah, that... Think about the last time that happened, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow hooking up. Yeah. I mean, that worked out. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My only concern with having a wide receiver go far in the Heisman is a defense could just play shut down defense. Just it took it would take one game. Whereas a quarterback, you could maybe shut him down a little bit, but he's still yeah. gonna get two hundred ish, almost three hundred yards passing. May not pass a touchdown, but with Caleb Williams ability you might see a rushing touchdown. Yeah. You might see in other categories. It's just so hard for a wide receiver, especially if a defense is solely playing to eliminate that player. I mean, they're playing Notre Dame yeah, that's Saturday. Big test. We'll get to see if he's the stuff against. Because Notre I'm Dame's so, secondary is actually really good. I'm so excited for the games tomorrow. There's so many good games tomorrow. I mean, I have strong faith in him. He's he's awesome. Oh, he's, wherever he goes... He's gonna change that team. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he looks to me like yeah, Caleb Williams is gonna be awesome too. But I feel like it's kind of like how um, almost like Mahomes was for quarterbacks, just kind of change the game a little bit. That's mm-hmm. how Marvin Harrison I think is gonna be when he gets to the NFL. Yeah, he's gonna be insane. He, he just wasn't as known as Mahomes going into the, <laughs> or he's more known than Mahomes I think going into the NFL than yeah. what Mahomes was because he was in the same draft as. Mayfield, I mean, you're kind of expected he? to be good when you have no, that Mahomes name. Mahomes was the draft before Mayfield. 
Mm. Yeah. Mahomes was the Trubisky draft. (laughs) It just throws you out because Mahomes didn't play his whole first year except the last game. Yeah. Maybe the Broncos, but anyways. (laughs) With a left-handed throw. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it's – also, just a side note, dude. You know that Patrick Mahomes is playing the Bears this weekend? Yeah. um, (laughs) I picked up the Chiefs defense. (laughs) I just don't believe – yeah. They might just kill him where Mahomes doesn't have to – do a whole lot in the game because Justin Fields is missing reads. He's blaming coaching. They're a mess right now. Yeah, to be fair, though, the, the whole organization's a mess, and part of it is not Justin Fields' fault. Part of it is, I mean, there was one play in the first game of the season when they were playing the Bucks. The Bucks defense, the linebacker Levante David said, "Oh yeah, we knew that play was coming. They, that was their third time calling it in yeah, a row. In third row, <laughs> yeah, third it was a screen it. pass and the exact same time, three in a row. And I saw like a bunch of plays where like three receivers were running the exact same route. Uh, I was like, there's plays there's where like right no receivers are wide open, and he looks at them, but he's like, yeah." I gotta get my rush yards. Yeah. Fantasy owners are depending on me. <laughs> and even then, he's not great in fantasy right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, like I don't understand. There was like such hype for the Bears this year. Like DJ Moore, I get is good, but like he fun c- fact about DJ Moore too. Did you see? Did you see that they actually had a mic'd up? He was talking to Devin White. Did you see that conversation? I did not. Devin White's like, "Hey, yo, DJ, or go 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 gadget. They're not using you right." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. Tell me about it." <laughs> <laughs> They're not using any of their players no. right. Like Khalil Herbert's backups looking better than him. Yeah. Fields yeah. just looks like a mess right now. The coordinator, the coordinator for the Bears, offensive coordinator, just has no creativity no, at all. Like not. the defensive coordinator is like sleeping. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on, dude. Like I don't know. No, the defensive coordinator resigned. Remember, because he got that's... raided by the FBI. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Like the, he's a. Uh, no wonder we don't his know head what, wasn't in the game. We, I don't know. I don't know if I want to know what they found when they raided yeah. him. Because holy crap, I don't know what his mind was on. Because you don't get raided by much by the FBI, but it's never good. It's never good. So, uh, anyways, yeah. I didn't mean to like go no, on your tangent, but I'm just like yeah. And then the last Heisman guy that we're gonna talk about is Blake Corum. Michigan might be the quietest top five team in the country right now. Yeah, that's They're, true. To be fair, their schedule has been a bunch of cupcakes, and they've been doing this all without John Harbaugh because he's been or Jim Harbaugh. Because he's been suspended for his like recruiting violations or something like that. Was that what it was? was I couldn't. I couldn't like remember that. what it was for. But yeah, yeah he's been suspended. For but they haven't needed him. Like it's just none of the games have been close. <laughs> Blake Corms in the reason why. Honestly, when he was suspended, he was probably like looking at this guy. He's like, that's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. As long as it's that, I'll be fine. Like oh, honestly, they don't have to worry. There's only two games they have to worry about on their schedule this year. They're going to be, I believe, they're hosting Penn State in November. Penn State is good, this and then year. they're at Ohio State. Which obviously that's the big game. They just play sound football. They, I mean, they it's, really do. It's not flashy football. They just run the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and their quarterback McCarthy. That's the only DJ reason McCarthy, I don't yeah. think Blake Corum will win the Heisman because I think McCarthy is loads better than he was last year. Mm-hmm. I've watched a couple of the games, and and also his, his running back, DJ yeah, Donovan Edwards. Yeah, like he's that's the they're the best running back duo in the country. And Blake Corum, he's the best in terms of just like I, he he kind of gives off Christian McCaffrey vibes to me. Like he's great in the receiving yeah. game. You know, he may not be the fastest guy out there, but he is freaking. He's a stud. He's, he's a sturdy. A stud. Yeah. He bounces off tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to tackle him. And you just look at his picture. Yeah. So I mean, you guys can't see it, but yeah. <laughs> running backs have been kind of falling off the map this year. But that's mainly because the quarterbacks have just been insane. Yeah. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is also the best skill player right now in college football. Yeah. It's it's and also just the Heisman is a very quarterback favored. Mm-hmm 
award. Now there are two like there people there, on this there one. has to be someone like Marvin Harrison to stand out that much yeah. for that to actually be kind of considered. So now there are two people on this list. I'm surprised they're not on here since this is an ESPN list and they both play for the same team. Shadur Sanders has been going off this year, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's played obviously the, the the competition he's played is better than what most of these guys have played. I think yeah. he'll get up there if they keep playing like this. Mm-hmm. this he'll he'll be talked yeah, about. If they beat Oregon. If yeah, for even sure. Even if they lose to Oregon, but he if he plays well, if and, he plays yeah. well, which he might have to throw for it just over 400 yards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just sucks that Hunter's out, dude. Yeah, Travis Hunter's the other guy. Honorable mention because. He's a two-way player. Like he, none of these guys are two-way players. No, and he and he. It's rare that hundred plus snaps every. It game. is rare that there's even really a two-way player that's talked about because like, like maybe they. I don't know. It's just because Travis Hunter is just so good on both ends. Yeah, like he, he literally could play either position, and you're like, catching touchdowns and intercepting them. So like, when he went down, it's like they lost two players that were yeah. actually big players yeah, for he was both, a sides. On both sides. Yeah, so. Gosh, dude, that guy's got to be so tired. I've never heard every game. But they say he takes great care of his body. You have he's, to. You oh, have they say he's much. extremely disciplined how he takes care of his body. Yeah. And he's got Deion Sanders, who also played the best corner to ever do it. I know. Yeah. Can you I think imagine he being two close. ways in college in some Deion, of his games? surprise me, yeah. And can so he's imagine? like, oh, I can take tips from the very coach mm-hmm. that actually did it in college. Yeah, like, arguably the best player in football, like, to play. Oh, Especially in that yeah. position, that's not arguable. He is by no, far the yeah, best. There's yeah. no corner that can even touch no, yeah. right now. No, no. But, like, yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm excited, yeah. though. So, I f- again, we're three weeks into the season. This list is going to change even by just oh, the yeah. mid-season. I do think Sanders will get up there if he continues like this. Because you don't put up those kind of numbers and you're not looked at for Heisman Ward. Mm-hmm. You just, it just doesn't happen. But I think it's just because, like, it's so new. And Colorado is, like... Like we said last year, they won one game. One like game. They won one they game won last one game. year. Like and you have to talk about the views that they're getting for their games. The, oh, the exposure is insane. They're they getting set the record for most. Uh, the Colorado Colorado State game, I think, set the record for like the most viewed Colorado game like of all time. Nine point three million. And their peak was eleven million. Yeah. Like it's insane. more than the Alabama versus Texas game. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, tons of people are going to be like, oh, why aren't you putting Sanders on this? It'll happen. It's so early, though, but he'll get more votes. It'll, it'll happen. Yeah. And uh, this, this Oregon game is going to be the real testing point for them. Oh, yeah. Um, but either way, I'm excited to watch that game. And they're 21-point underdogs. I feel like that – I get why they are because Oregon is Oregon and Colorado has not played a team. Oh, yeah, didn't Oregon yet. put like 80 points up their first game? They put 80 what on Portland State, and Portland State would proceed two weeks later to, to put, put 91, 91 yeah. on like American <laughs> University or something like that. Like – yeah, they paid it forward. It yeah, they yeah. paid it forward. Yeah, <laughs> for so, sure. I mean, but again, Oregon also has not played that great of teams. That's no, the other thing. none of these big schools really have. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But this week, a lot of them are facing, like we just mm-hmm. talked about. You know, I do want to just say this about the Pac-12 real quick. I really wish they would have waited the season before they decided to all book it. Yeah. Because right now, eight of the twelve teams in the Pac-12 are ranked. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. They're very including good. the two that have nowhere to go right now. They need. Yeah, with how they've done this, they just need to scrap everything, honestly, mm-hmm. and just I mean, kind of like, re- oh, for sure, but like, they need to just restructure kind of everything, because all the moves that all these schools have made, and it's like, okay, so the Big Ten is now like 20 teams, <laughs> like it feels the, like. The Big Ten is 16 teams, <laughs> yeah, the SEC like, is 16, the SEC is 16, the Big 12 is 16. They, yeah, they either need to rename their conferences, mm-hmm. or like, yeah, just the restructure. Big Ten has not been 10 for a while. Yeah, it's... 
It's just not the same. It's really, it's all about money. That's all it is. Because like we were saying, the Pac-12, their media deal last year, they were going to get a streaming deal with Apple TV. That is the worst possible thing you can do. Yeah. Because streaming, the first issue with the Pac-12 is that they had the Pac-12 network, which wasn't even available on like local TV for the most part, or even available. on streaming packages. Yeah, there wasn't available like anywhere. Like two, could, two or three things you that could you can barely watch get the Pac-12 network, which means you were losing out on some of those games. And they were offered a deal last year, I think it was from Fox, ESPN, and some other, for $30 million per school, which isn't terrible. But when you're seeing what, what the Big 12 and the SEC are getting, like $60 million north, yeah, like they wanted more. But this year, they came back with a $25 million from Apple TV. I'm like, no, nobody wants to buy Apple TV just to watch their football. Yeah. Just no. take the $30 million right now. Yeah. I'm sure it will increase. Yeah, seriously. Like said, falls apart. Now yeah. there's only two teams, Washington State, Oregon State, without conferences. And both of those actually play this weekend. They're both top 25 teams. <laughs> And we'll hop into that here in a second. Yeah. We're going to actually talk about the college football playoffs, our initial predictions, very early into the season here. So with the teams that we have right now that are still undefeated, the ranked teams, and the certain teams that are looking a lot better, one team that obviously should be surprising everybody is Alabama right now with how, how badly that, they've struggled. I could see them missing the playoffs. Yeah. It, 100%, looks, it looks like they will. Because not only did they lose to Texas, which that's not a bad team to lose to. That's the number three team in the country right now. They just looked... But against South Florida, they lost or they won seventeen to three though, and they were down three zero at the half. Yeah, it. I I I don't know. Alabama just seems to be slipping this they, year. They've been struggling so bad this year. Like again, it's only three games, but in those three games, they have looked, and even the games that they've won have not looked really that pretty. No. Like, well, there was one Middle Tennessee. Yeah, their first game. Their very first They're game. Cause, cause they covered the spread for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did cover Middle Tennessee. Um, yeah, yeah you're good the only job. That made Alabama look like Alabama. <laughs> the, like, I guess if you go to Middle Tennessee, you you know that they do they, play football. But yeah, they, <laughs> no, they're still they're talented. They just need to put it together. So, let me give you the four teams I'm thinking right now that are looking like the favorites for me to go into the college football playoffs. Ohio State. Oh no, Michigan. Until proven otherwise, Michigan has beaten Oregon or Ohio State twice in a row now. And I think Michigan... That is such a good rivalry. That oh is my such a gosh. great rivalry. And right now... I'd love to see them play the each Ohio other The Ohio State quarterback, Kyle McCord, has struggled a little bit. He yeah. hasn't looked great. And right now, Michigan hasn't really struggled against anyone. And their defense, I think, is better than Ohio State's as well. With Ohio State, though, you just need to be like... And coaching. Tyree Kill, just chuck the ball out there. Marvin Harrison will find it. True. <laughs> like, but also, like, coaching, right now, I'm taking Jim Harbaugh over Ryan Day. Because... Michigan is just playing more like a complete team. Yeah. Whereas Ohio State, they were struggling against, I can't remember who it was, but like they, they were only up like 7-3 in the second quarter on like an FCS team for a while. So I'm going Michigan out of the Big Ten right now. Ohio State's a potential fourth seed. But right now, Georgia, Michigan, USC are my favorites to come out of Pac-12 right now. Yeah. Because I, I, I think they're going to figure out Utah this year. I really do. I think Caleb Williams is going to figure out Utah this year. And I I, I kind of hope they don't. I just hope you I hope the they one don't. team that Caleb Williams just can't beat. I hope they like, don't. That would be so will. funny. Like, yeah. I hope Utah. As then, much as I love Caleb Williams, just I know because I, want, I live in Utah. I want Utah smacks him around. Yeah, and, Utah. I would because they kind of did both games. Honestly, yeah. like it was. Oh my they god! I can see it though. Yeah. And then newcomer to the playoff for the first time, give me Texas. Texas okay. is the four seed. I really agree with that yeah. one. Quinn Ewers. I th- I think Florida State is going to be the one team pushing for it. But their struggles against Boston well, College last year, or not last year, last week, yeah. like they were up thirty-one to ten, they won thirty-one to twenty-nine, like it was that close. But look at Texas. Yeah. I think I 
Texas's remaining schedule. It's it's a bunch is of Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, Houston, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. None I'm, of those guys are ranked. I'm scared for BYU. Oklahoma is. Oh, oh yeah, Oklahoma is. Oklahoma last year, I think. I just don't up, think Oklahoma has the. No, the, I, no. Oklahoma last year started off ranked and then they fell out. Yeah, they were top ten. Yeah. And the thing with we know, and if there's one thing we know about Oklahoma's quarterback Dylan Gabriel, as soon as he goes up against a good defense, he's gonna struggle. He struggled against Nebraska's defense last year. Nebraska's defense I know, was just so we bad. We were watching that game and I was like, oh, I kind of can't believe Nebraska's losing I'm right now. You didn't put Nebraska to get into the playoffs. They've already lost two games. <laughs> He's not that I'm delusional. I'm not that delusional. No. He's not Cowboys really fan delusional. No, I'm not that He's, delusional. I want them to go six and six. I do. I do like the Texas one. Um, and then I don't know how you don't pick Georgia. Also, just I did pick Georgia. No, that's what I'm. Oh, sa- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't know how you can't like. You real quick on Texas. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't. You want to know who took a picture with the Texas football team, specifically the head coach this year? Hmm. Arguably the ultimate bandwagon of all time. Even though this player went to college there. He hasn't supported this team openly since he went there. Who? Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, Kevin Durant, man! I don't. He's something else, man. The man's like, this. oh, they're finally good. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll finally be a Longhorn again, man. He's uh, just, just like how he went to the Warriors. Oh, they're good. I'll join them. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, I'll get a ring or two. Greatness. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the four teams I'm looking at. Give me Georgia in the one seed, Michigan yeah. in the two. I'm gonna take Texas. No, give me USC in the three. I think they're going to, because of the strength of schedule, and they're I not, think USC's they're not starting that like bigger playoff this year, are they? Or is that no? That's next year. That's next, next year is going to be the twelve man. This is the last year of the four man. I'm so upset. That yeah, I think USC is going to be the three seed just due to strength of schedule, and then Texas, as long as they remain undefeated, they're going to be in the four. Like, why would they? I wish they would have started this year. I so wish they would have started that this year, though. Mm-hmm. USC actually hasn't been in the playoffs, though, have they? I don't think they have. Uh-uh. I would like to see. Um, Michigan and Ohio State play in the playoffs. Each other in the playoffs, it won't happen. That would be like just very that hard. Would, that would be the ultimate playoff. It's very game. rare for a team to not play in their conference championship to make it to the playoff. No, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Like, the only that, exception that be... is Notre Dame, but that's because they don't have a conference championship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, BYU had their shot there, being independent and all, but the, nah, they've never Carolina triple offense or triple option. They wouldn't have made it anyways, <laughs> even yeah. with even if they won. Do you that. guys have any different ideas on the four playoff teams? Someone that might sneak in outside of those ones. Obviously, Florida State is someone you want to keep an eye on. I hope Utah. That would be. It could. I couldn't. That wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. But it's. That's like what are the rankings? Right? So Utah's eleven right now. It's not yeah. terrible. But here's Utah's schedule coming up. All right. So this weekend they are hosting UCLA. I think Utah. I has think strength of schedule, man. They go undefeated. That's true. That's true. But if they go undefeated, that means USC loses. Obviously, yeah. I want them to beat USC. All right. So I here is Utah's schedule. USC twice. This is someone to consider. Let's scroll down to the actual games. Here we are. Hosting tomorrow, UCLA, on f- next week on Friday, right before conference, which is funny. Holy crap! Their next five yeah, games at, are insane. Look at disgusting. Oh, wait down here. Colorado's one of these last two. Yeah. No, Utah has one of the toughest schedules. So, then they're at Oregon State on Friday of this following week. So they're playing they're, really well. Then they're back home against Cal. Then they're at USC. That's the big game. That oh, I want them to beat USC so and bad. Then, if they're undefeated until then, that's going to be a top ten showdown with Oregon probably. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh yeah, for so sure. Probably too Unless bad. Unless something happens with Oregon, yeah. Um, actually, when they beat Oregon State, they're probably going to be top ten as well. So there's a good chance they're going to have back to back. If they win, showdowns. if they win tomorrow, there's a shot they're in the top ten. Exactly. Like, so not only that, they're going to have a top fifteen with Oregon State probably. Unless yeah. they lose to Washington State. So then they have Cal, who's going to be a nice little break. Unfortunately, Cal, I'm sorry. Um, USC, which on the road, they did beat them last time on the road. I remember this. Utah just plays very well on the road. The they only do. reason I remember they beat USC on the road is because there was the F the Mormons chant that they had going on at the USC stadium. I like, wasn't even BYU. Like, no, like, yeah, BYU went, I'm like, but there's still Mormons out. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's Mormons everywhere. Then it's everywhere. Cal. Then it, we got Oregon. We already looked at that one. That one's going to be a disgusting game. It's in here in Utah, too. Then they host Arizona State, who might be the worst Pac-12 team in the country this year. Yeah. Okay, we didn't even consider Washington yet. <laughs> okay, they're they're at Michael Penix Jr. So they have one, two, three, I'm four, call five, Washington six, seven, the eight, bombers nine. Right now, because that's literally all they do is throw bombs. Yeah. So yeah. six out of their next nine games are ranked. They're playing number 22, number 14, number 5, number 10, number 8, and number 19, Colorado. It's crazy. Wait, that way, wait a way to try and prove that you are a top a team, top a playoff team. worthy. Okay, yeah. if they stick out this schedule and do it the way that they have to. So oh, um, now that Florida's ranked too, they also beat Florida, but Florida you wasn't know, ranked at the time. Well, you know what? Who else though? Like Colorado could be ranked pretty high too if they go because yeah. they have a really tough schedule too. The, the Pac-12. This is the best they've looked in years. Yeah, and, and then they're, they're not even going to exist. Year. Yeah. It's their last year. So if or, if Utah does go undefeated and all these teams talk, remain as they are, talk that's, about bad timing <laughs> for the Pac-12. That's to, seven top twenty-five teams you have beaten, including probable top tens in Oregon and USC and possibly Washington as well. So you're talking about three top tens out of seven ranked teams you've beaten. That's a hell of a resume for Utah. I could even... And th- you know what? This yeah. doesn't include, if that all happens, the Pac-12 championship, which is going to be a rematch with either Oregon or USC. Or probably. USC. Yeah. Or Washington. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, it won't be Colorado because they're in the same division. They're both in the Pac-12 South. But yeah. That'd be crazy. Colorado literally, I think, could be close to a top 10, if not top 10, if they have a good year, too. Because exactly. they have a, just as tough a schedule almost as Utah. Utah, I think, almost has mm-hmm. probably the t- toughest yeah, schedule. I would you know? love to see it, but I just, yeah. I mean, looking at it. It's a disgusting schedule. Yeah. It's a disgusting schedule. But, but Utah but, seems to find a way, though. Utah yeah, is always It's really just going to be a... It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Watch the lose to California. <laughs> that one loss to Cal is going to kill them. See, that's, that that's what BYU would do. Like, in the day. They'd be all these, like, really amazing teams, and they'd lose to some team that, like, is a notch above a community college. <laughs> like, like, like they shouldn't even have. Savannah State. Yeah. Yeah. BYU beat Oklahoma when they were ranked two that one year with uh, Sam, Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. And then what happened to that season? They don't. They don't <laughs> did they win another game? I yeah, think so, not. but like not many more. Or Taysom Hill beat Texas by himself so yeah. bad that they fired the Texas. But the man's coach. legs were just they were shot after. Yeah. Bro, bro, yeah, no. Every time he played Utah State, man, he got hurt. hurt. Every time, and one time against Nebraska, he got hurt too. Yeah, but now he's, he's an absolute that, unit on the Saints game. game. And now he plays tight end, quarterback, run it. He plays everything. He, he when he first was there, he was on special teams. He went out for receiver. Mm-hmm. He played tight end. He played the wildcat formation. He blocked. He did everything. And sometimes you just have to wait for that one forty point fantasy game that he has. <laughs> yeah, you're, if you're needing a hail mary, he's a pretty yeah. safe hail mary if yeah, you need to. But all right, and then but now I, that now that we're in the Pac twelve, let's talk about the big Pac twelve matchup of the weekend. We're looking at Colorado at Oregon. The big matchup. This is this like, Utah UCLA is big, but Oregon Colorado is bigger. Oh yeah, just because of Colorado's hype right now. 
That okay, you have the number two passing leader in the country. Shadur Sanders is number two in the country. Yeah. At Oregon, who has not played a very good opponent up until now. So a couple of things to note. We've already talked about Travis Hunter. He's going to be out for the next three games. Colorado plays three ranked opponents in the next three games, starting with Oregon. Shadur Sanders has been on fire. He's got some of the best weapons in the country. He's got Xavier Weaver. Mm-hmm. He's got Jimmy Horn. He's got in the backfield Dylan Edwards, who he looks he looks awesome. really good as well. Yeah. Okay. So you got those players there to consider. And then on the Oregon side, you have a top 10 dark horse in Heisman's as well. And Bo Nix yep. started at Auburn, came to Oregon, and they've been on fire ever since they Very came experienced. Up. Very experienced as well. I think he's a fifth-year senior or something yeah. like that, too. So they basically brought back all their starters Super from last senior. year as well. <laughs> he's got three kids. <laughs> so the, And they are expecting a shootout this Dang. game. The over-under is a 70. They yeah. set the over-under at 70. However, they have Colorado as 21-point underdogs. I think it's so hard to, like properly rank Colorado right now just because the system and everyone is so new because all these players are uh, like gave up opportunities to come play for prime and yep. I don't know it's going to be so fun to watch this game but I think it's going to be a really tough game for Colorado so did you guys see what the head coach of Oregon said Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning about Colorado oh what I, oh my god! He retracted yesterday. But Dude, you gotta just, all I was seeing was the statements. I didn't mean uh, you I have was to, saying it at Colorado. You right? need to like just not talk because now you just because yeah, first of all he said no kid grows grows up wanting to or dreams of playing for Colorado. You're not playing for Colorado. You're first of all, you're playing for Coach Prime. Yeah, but yeah. secondly, though, but that's and that's and Colorado. If now. you do say it, you cannot backtrack on that. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. No, like. <laughs> That's, that's trash-talking. It's a part of football. I get that. You can't be like, oh, I didn't mean it. Yes, you did mean it that way. You just got to back it up. Like, yes. There's nothing wrong with talking mm-hmm. if you at least back it up. But, like, oh, my gosh. Also, just a random fact. Colorado did win a national title in, like, 90, 91. You know there who the running back was? Someone who is retired. He's, a, he's an <laughs> offensive coordinator in the NFL. Very well-known, actually. It's not. Which team is it? I can't tell you. Dang is it. it. That, it's not the enemy, is it? It is the enemy. The enemy was a running back at Colorado. Mm. Yep. The enemy was a running Man, back at Colorado. Eric, the enemy, really? Wow. Cool. And you know who his teammate was? Arguably the worst defensive coordinator in the league right now. Vance Joseph. Oh. Vance Joseph was, was his quarterback. Kind of is is Matt Nagy the defensive coordinator for the no, Chiefs now? No, offensive coordinator. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, Are you kidding that's, me? <laughs> I, was, that's, I, was, I was like, I didn't think so. I knew he was a coordinator. I couldn't remember if he was no, offensive. Yeah, he was the, but he was the offensive coordinator when he got hired by the Bears. He was the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So he's done it before. And yeah. that was with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith was really well, good. Because he was the one that loved Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Alex Smith was so to watch, too. We got Colorado, Oregon here. Dan Lanning is lighting the fire under Colorado like they need anymore. First, Vegas lit the fire under them with only three wins for the season. Now, now Oregon's like, eh, it's Colorado. Who wants to play there? Okay? I personally do not think this is going to be a 21-point game. I expect this to be a shootout. I, I'm personally going to take Oregon here, though, because I think Oregon's a little bit more experienced. Honestly. And their team chemistry is a little bit higher. The fact that he said that, though, makes me want to take go for Colorado because... Remember, don't vote with your heart. Vote with your mind. <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of people are probably going to be rooting for Colorado because it's a better story. Oh, 100%. If you're thinking, like... If you're the kind of person that's, oh, football's rigged, you know this this game is going to bring in a ton of views. Uh-huh. And if you have Colorado get punished or beat by a ton of points, like the spread says, uh, 
It's bad for college football. Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, no one wants to watch Colorado as much anymore because they weren't the real thing. Well, and the, the reason why I'm, I'm also saying it, yeah, because I want them to do good against these teams. I want I want Colorado to be, like, huge. But, like, uh, <laughs> you've seen how Coach Prem reacts to people talking about him. <laughs> like, he calls them out. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, don't be a reporter and call them out. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're gonna like, call him out, make sure what you're saying he's is like, true. He's like, you wrote it. You said it. Like, I, like oh my. God. Like own own it own it up own up to it. Oh, who are you wanting to win though? Oh, I want Colorado to win. Colorado. For sure, but I'm not. Who do you think? I honestly really don't know. I want to say Oregon, but I could see Colorado win. Give us your game. pick. We need a pick. I'm going. Oregon. I'm going Colorado. Okay, Colorado, Oregon. Give us yours, Colton. <sighs> See, yeah, I would like Colorado to win. I think Oregon will win it. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I really think it will be kind of like who has the ball last (laughs) type of thing. There's some interesting uh, facts that I read a little bit ago. I don't know if I'll remember them quickly or right now, but it was the the average rate of a pass rush getting to the quarterback for college football for the nation is 31%. Of the passes that are thrown, okay. Colorado allows forty-four percent because you already know Sanders is running a lot back there, trying to create plays. Oregon's defensive line is a lot better than the teams they've played, and Oregon has a very good run game. I will say this though: don't be close in the fourth quarter (laughs) because Sanders Sanders goes off in the fourth. So Sanders in the fourth, they got to if they want to win, they got to put them away quick. I think Colorado Colorado has I think they're 121st in the nation in run defense. Oregon is a lot higher. Um, I can't remember the exact stat. I but I, I want to say they're in the top 20 in rushing offense. That's pretty good. Um, so yes, Oregon likes to come out and play fast, but I could see Oregon honestly like yeah, let's pull this up playing here. really slow and just pounding the ball. So you keep Sanders off of the field. It's a, a lot of times it's how you beat a really good quarterback. Is yeah, if you keep them off you the field. You keep them off the field. You run the ball a ton. They don't get into a, a right rhythm because they don't get as many drives to to warm up. Okay. Honestly, so, though, I think Oregon Colorado should come out. second in the country in passing yards. So Shadur Sanders is only behind Michael Penix Jr. And holy crap, dude, Penix is almost 80 yards ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's throwing for almost 500 yards a game. Okay, that's that's. So here we go. Yards allowed though. So get the compete leaders here. And granted, it's three games in, but like still averaging. Okay, so Colorado right here, they're letting up 460 passing yards a game, or total yards. I think this is total yards. Yeah. Okay. Oregon is going to be probably closer to the top right here. Yeah. They're at 285. Now again, this has a lot to do with competition though, because Oregon. You have to throw in Portland State. Yeah. Where Colorado, they played the national runner-up TCU. Yeah. They played Nebraska, and then they played Colorado State. I do. I just. I know this isn't a step, but I also just got to the energy that Colorado brings right now. Also, man. shout out to Utah. <laughs> They're like top fifteen. Yeah. Oh, dude, Utah's. Utah's, Utah's always really so freaking yeah. good. Dude. I, just get, I just get worried that it's in Oregon. If or- it was in Colorado, I would feel better. So here's the thing: it. this is total yards. Oregon is third in the country in total yards right now. Like offensively, Offensive, how well they do. Yeah. This is yeah. Colorado is going to be right here. So they're at four seventy nine. Oregon is at five eighty seven. UCF Knights. That's kind of random. <laughs> no, dude, that, their offense is always insane. Six hundred fourteen. Five hundred of that is Michael Penix Jr. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's obviously. And then if Caleb you look right here, the rushing attack. Oregon has six hundred eighty eight rushing yards. 
on the season. Whereas Colorado has 183, or 183. Yeah, yeah, they only have 183. They just don't have a strong offensive line from the games they I've don't. watched. It's it'll yeah. just be yeah, it's a great test. Travis Hunter game. is definitely gonna be a oh, he's gonna be missed uh, terribly on this yeah. one. Yeah. He's gonna be missed terribly. But I am gonna say though, they they better not be close. In that fourth in quarter. In that fourth quarter. Because the energy that the Colorado brings, like just their whole team right now, and now that the dude's talking about <laughs> about Colorado, mm-hmm. like it, they're going to bring a whole new mm-hmm. – but I do think if Oregon wants to win, I think, yeah, you want to keep them off the field, but I think they want to – they should come out and play really hard, they have really to keep fast. Them at arms and length. get it, Yeah. Because Sanders has proven to be a good coach. He, yeah, it does take him a minute to get into it, but he adjusts and he yeah. figures it out. Like, so I – I'm going to take Colorado on this one, right. but I do think there it is go. going to be a close yeah. game. I think so, too. Let's hop on over to the other big or another big Pac-12 game this weekend, Utah hosting UCLA. So a couple of things here on this one. Dante Moore, the quarterback for UCLA, was the I think it was the number two quarterback in the nation last year for high, for high school recruits. Comes in as a true freshman, is starting in what I consider, this is the most cannibalistic conference in the country the Pac-12 mm. always kills themselves shoots themselves in the foot especially when it comes to trying to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because it's always a Pac-12 team that kills another Pac-12 team example A Oregon killing Utah example B Utah killing USC yeah like they, they're just so cannibalistic and UCLA they're starting a true freshman quarterback they've had a couple they've had a really good games their offenses look solid they have a great offensive mind Chip Kelly who didn't do great with the Eagles but when he was at Oregon he had Marcus Mariota and the whole nine. Oh, man, they were running like crazy. Mm-hmm. But now you're going up against arguably the best defense in the Pac-12 in Utah. Yeah. Okay. Morgan sure. Scali, one of the best defensive coordinators in the country, going to be facing a freshman quarterback. Normally, the best thing you want to do against a freshman quarterback is pressure the heck out of him. Oh, and Utah's going to do that. They're going to. They're, however, they're, they're going to. Wow. UCLA has one of the best rushing attacks. They have arguably the second best backfield in the country with Carson Steele, and I forget the other guy's name. But they're only behind Michigan, I think, right now, and like yards per carry. Like, it's insane. Carson Steele, very good, and then whoever their backup is as well. And Dante Moore is very fluid in the pocket as well, too. He's very shifty. He reminds me of not quite Caleb Williams, but probably a taller Kyler Murray is what Dante yeah, Moore reminds me of. That's fair. I, I, I still take Utah on this, though. I'm going to I think Utah. just because Utah's defense is so good and their quarterback is back. Yeah. Again, I'm going to take Utah because Cam Rising is back, and that's going to be huge for the offense. Number one, Cam Rising with that offense is disgusting. And that Utah defense is always very solid. And I think they're going to put enough pressure on Dante Moore to confuse him. And this is going to be his real first challenge against an actual defense. Yeah. So I'm going to take Utah. I'm not, I am don't want to say it's going to be a blowout because I don't think it will. But I think comfortably by at least a touchdown. Yeah. I think it'll be a touchdown game. I think Utah kind of smacks him in the mouth. I do. I think they're going to come in and just – I don't know if it's even going to be – I don't want to disrespect UCLA that much because they do have great players. Yeah. But I honestly could see Utah coming in and just smacking them in the mouth here. Maybe, be. like, honestly, I could see them winning by, like, 10 to 14 points in this, like, so. Now, this is going to be the most confusing game of the weekend for me because I don't know who's going to be starting for them at quarterback, and I don't know which team is going to show up. Alabama hosting Ole Miss. Okay? Because yeah. they've started out with Jalen Milrow as their starting QB. He was solid. Had a, too many turnovers. They turned to Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner last week against South Florida in the first half. Four of ten for 25 passing yards. Yeah, horrible. They were disgustingly terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And they were down 3-0 against South Florida. South Florida's not even a power five school. No. They're a group of five school. <laughs> and they're... I mean, they have fun. <laughs> they, they, they play. like they're... Those players can look back on their college career and be like, yo, we held Alabama to th- zero points for an entire half. 
Yeah. The Nick Saban <laughs> what's, your, what's your highlight of your college career? We held them. If that team had a better offense, they probably would have beaten Alabama. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Alabama. But they're like, holy. Now, Ole Miss has had some struggles this season, especially against Tulane. When they played against Tulane earlier this year, Tulane's defense was getting to Jackson Dart a lot, and Dart – um, their their O line's not great, and their rushing attack is also struggling as well. I mean, Jackson yeah. Dart leads the team in rushing yards. That's right. not usually a good thing if your quarterback leads <laughs> your yeah. team in rushing yards. Yeah. yeah, but Alabama's defense has been keeping them in a lot of games. Their offense needs to figure it out. Yes, it Tyler does. Buckner. It, it, it just didn't look like it. They have Ty Simpson, who hasn't started yet, but he also didn't look great. No, he and Jalen Milrow was benched because, according to say, been he had terrible practices, and I think it might be an attitude thing. I don't know. Yeah. Right now. I'm not high on Alabama, but I'm also not high on Ole Miss because their rushing attack is just not enough. I think that Alabama defense is going to make plays. They lost to Texas at home a couple weeks ago, but that Texas team is finally I was going to say, but Texas looks really look good really right good, now. And they're finally putting it together. I'm going to go Alabama in this one, but I think it's going to be a close game. I'm, I'm going Alabama by a field goal, three points. I'm going to be devil's advocate. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Just because Alabama just – There you go. Because I think Ole Miss is good enough to where they, they'll capitalize on Alabama, like, struggling. Yeah. Because Alabama has struggled, but they've been fortunate enough to play teams where they just can't recover. Oh, yeah. They can't, sure. like, figure it out in time. Again, a 15-ranked team is going to figure it out. Like, you cannot struggle like that against a team that's inside the top 20. I mean, it's a, it's a 13 and a 15 playing each other, so – that's, well, that's what I mean. And Alabama's, oh my gosh, what were they ranked to start off the season? They were two, I think. Yeah, yeah. so they've yeah they've so they've dropped significantly. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. I think oh. they had like a fifty four percent chance of making the playoffs, and then it dropped to because their initial loss to Texas like was twenty or fourteen, no. and then they lost or they didn't lose, but they struggled mightily against freaking. Yeah, so that's how um, Alabama's losses too, right? Yeah. Is Texas? I would consider that a loss, even though it's not on the record. It's a loss to me. Yeah, no, like, so who did Alabama, yeah, Alabama did lose. lose to Texas, yeah. and then they so, struggled against South So Florida. what I'm saying is a team that is good, they, you, I don't know, Alabama might drop quite a bit by the end of this season. I literally could see that happening, especially if Ole Miss beats them here. Yeah. I, sure. I'm going to take Ole Miss on this one. Actually, just just a little fun fact, the last time Alabama fish, finished outside of the top ten, like in the final AP poll, was in 2015. In I know, 20, they've been so good for so long. In 2015, Ole Miss beat Alabama at home. Alabama. History tends to repeat itself. It does. So I'm, gonna, itself. I'm definitely going with Ole Miss. I'm sticking with Alabama, though. I think Saban's going to figure it out. Not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> what do we think, Colton? I think Alabama, just because it's at their home. So yeah. it's it's just it's so hard to play there. I mean, Texas did it, but <laughs> yeah, I just honestly, I think Milrow should change positions. Jalen Milrow would be like a he, Derrick Henry-esque running back. He is yeah. so athletic. Yeah. He runs better yeah. than he throws out there. Yeah, he, he could be more, a more athletic Taysom Hill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, just yeah, put him in at running back or wide receiver. And because the running back they have right now also doesn't look that too great, great as well. No. And you have a great offensive line who are full of some big boys. Yeah. Like, think of some of the running backs that have come through Alabama. Jameer Gibbs. He wasn't big, but he was shifty as hell. I mean, Derrick yeah. Henry. Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yeah. Okay. Some big boys right there. Like, those are some big kids who came out of there. Like, imagine Jalen Milrow joining those ranks. Like, he's, I think he's taller than Derrick Henry. No, I honestly think he can do it. <laughs> the man is, does not yeah. look like a quarterback. No, he does. no, he doesn't. I'm like, and he's wearing these little strap, like, these little wristbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Wow, what, like, it just looks like doing? this huge dude just trying to chuck a little football around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it makes a football look small. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking Ole Miss this week. I'm gonna watch that and probably be disappointed. But like I I don't know. I think this might be the the official start of their fall if it does happen. Try, this your year. picks are more fun. It's true. Now this game is not top twenty five, but we need to talk about it because BYU has had a surprising start to the season. They're three and zero. This is officially their first conference game though. Since like the Slovis, whatever they were in the Mountain West, it's Slovis. King Slovis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were independent for like six years, seven years, something, something like that. that. Yeah, when, once they left the Mountain West. Yeah, so now they're at Kansas. Kansas, Vegas has Kansas as a ten-point favorite. I think that line is way too high. That's yeah. I think that's a little bit high. I mean, I didn't watch BYU's last game, which obviously oh, was, was the game. best game of the it year. It was great. Um, but. I mean, six touchdowns to one interception is not bad at all. But no, like, for Keen Slovis, he's been solid. Devin Neal, their running back, though. But their quarterback, Kansas' quarterback, too. I can't, I can't remember his name to save my life, though. I have to look it up real quick. No, but um, I don't know. I'm obviously just going to take BYU no matter what. Because, I'm going like, to take BYU as well. Guys, but they all, I also think that BYU. from what I've seen and what I've, like, read about them so far this year, I don't see that. That spread kind of doesn't make sense to me. No. But. Here's one thing to consider. Kansas is – Secondary is 10th in the country right now in passing yards allowed. Hmm. Now, they also haven't played, again, the greatest competition. They beat up on the little guys still. But this is not your Kansas team of old. Okay, Kansas teams Kansas of old Kansas has are been one. decent the last couple of years exactly. in football. Which, before, they were like not even recognized that they had yeah. a football team. Because <laughs> they they've been good at basketball forever. But like, okay. Yeah, so Kansas' quarterback, Jaden Daniels, that's his name, I almost forgot it. He okay, was an yeah, absolute yeah. stud last year. He was. Mm-hmm. His big, the big concern here, I do not think that BYU has faced a quarterback quite like him yet. He's gonna, he's very athletic. More athletic than K.J. Jefferson was. K.J. Jefferson's more of like a prototypical passer, but he could move. Jaden yeah. Daniels uses his legs. Yeah. He's very, very shifty. He likes to run. I, I almost see him like a Josh Allen kind, except he's not as reckless with his body. <laughs> of course, not a lot of people. Josh are. Allen is going to get hurt here in the next few weeks. I can see that happening. The Madden curse is going to get him. <laughs> Honestly, I think BYU is going to come in. It's going to be a tough hot. Or it's, I think both defenses. Are, I don't. This, this one I could see coming down kind of like to the last drive. Like I don't see them being the last stop. Though. Both no. defenses have been very, like very good. Both will run the ball a ton. Yeah. I, but I'm taking BYU. I'm taking this BYU one. too. BYU. But it probably is going to be like. Probably by a field goal or something. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to come down to, like, game. the last drive. Low scoring game, 110%. Yeah, just, as a, just to let you know, this South Florida team right here, they're 1-2. and two. They held Alabama to zero points in the first half and only lost 3-17. to 17. Look, they got McCaffrey. And, oh, no, that's and, right. and these guys are <laughs> – oh, actually, fun fact about Luke McCaffrey. He originally played at Nebraska, but anyways. Well, I don't know if it's good or bad that he left, <laughs> uh, to be honest with fine. you. He, he wasn't great. He's um, Cornhuskers. He was a quarterback. He now <laughs> he misses corn. <laughs> he converted to a wide receiver, so potato, mm. potato. All right, another Pac-12 top 25 showdown. We have Washington State hosting Oregon State. Yep, Oregon State. A couple things here. Washington State beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin last week. It's true. Okay? That's that a, is that's true. That's a big win for them. That's I mean, Wisconsin is generally a very good team, and they just hired a new head coach, Luke Fickle. Who was in the playoffs two years ago with Cincinnati? Like, it, they're no pushover. But this Washington State team and Oregon State, both of them are left without homes right now. And Oregon State, actually, their starting quarterback, DJ Uangalele, was the starting quarterback at Clemson, Clemson the past couple yep. years, which might have been arguably the worst offense in the country just with how bad it was being run. He yeah. looks a lot better here at Oregon State. 
Yeah, dude, what also, happened to Clemson, dude? They fell off so yeah, fast. Even Kate Klubnik is, doesn't look like great. they they just fell so hard. They were a so top fast. ten team. They're the still decent started. though. They're decent, but they yeah. started top ten. They're not even ranked right now. Yeah, yeah, that's very quick. Yeah, <laughs> their defense is pretty good, but but when your offense is that yeah. bad, and even if you have a good defense, if your offense is bad enough, it mm-hmm. won't matter how good your defense is. So Cam Ward here, Washington State quarterback. He's not quite Michael Penix level in terms of throwing bombs away, but he does throw a lot of passes. He has yet to throw a pick this season, too. Then you have Oregon State. They rely a lot on their defense as well. Very experienced defense here. I'm only going to take Oregon State because I think Oregon State's team has a little bit higher chemistry, and I think their coaching is slightly better as well. Um, But at the same time, Washington State wouldn't surprise me. If this turns into a shootout, Washington State is going to run away with this. Okay, Just, just to let you know, Phil, you should remember this game. Washington State blew out Colorado State like 60 to 24, something like that. You bet the under in that game. That's why you should remember. Yeah. yeah. That that's the same Colorado State team that took Colorado to the wire. Yeah. So I'm wa- never betting that over or under on games again, dude. I always, always choose wrong. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why it happens. Like I'll be like, oh, that should be good. Nope. It's like way off. Absolutely not. So long story short, if it turns into a shootout, look out for Washington State. But I think Oregon State's defense is going to be just good enough to keep them in the game. Give me Oregon State on this one. I'm gonna go Washington State just because, just because, <laughs> because I like to see underdogs in college football. It's like when it's a top twenty-five team like this, and they're that close, anything can happen. Yeah, for sure. Need Oregon State to win this so they get ranked even higher. So when Utah plays them and beats them, it looks that's better. True. That's that's true. This is in Washington, by the way. It is. I think it said Washington State was like third. In the nation in passing. How so far away, though, is Oregon State from Washington State, though? Because that's it, really, not really not that, that far. far. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's still home field. But, like, that's also a game where it's close enough where a lot of either team could be there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I'm going to Washington State go with no absolute reason to it. I'm, I'm just saying because. What are we thinking, Colin? I'll go Oregon State. Oregon State. Beavers over so Wazoo. Just be alone. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. All right. Don't do it <laughs> then we have Again. the... Best matchup of the day, guys, probably. Top 10 showdown. It just ends up being a blowout. Notre Dame is hosting the Ohio State University. Okay? Not University. only University. <laughs> Fun fact. Sam Hartman, when he was a freshman in college, he was at Wake Forest. 17 of the current NFL starting quarterbacks were in college when Sam Hartman started. He's a 60-year senior. He's starting quarterback for Notre Dame now. That's a super senior. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, three kids. <laughs> yeah. Ohio He's State. Got a whole family going. We've already talked about one player on Ohio State who's going to be the X factor, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. You have to also look at Notre Dame's defense. We talked about. I know this is going to be well. this is going to be a really fun game. Mm-hmm. What time is this game? Five thirty. Five thirty. Okay. This is the. Yeah, this so is we got good matchups the last the whole day. Yeah, oh, day. tomorrow's going to be a, watch it, dude. We got to. Oh my gosh. We'll Off topic, of dude. We got to figure. Yeah, yeah, you'll be out for this game. You'll be out ready to watch that. We, dude, tomorrow we just gotta watch all these. Ohio games State tomorrow. Notre Dame is gonna be one hell of a game. Yeah. So, couple things on this one we've already mentioned: Sam Hartman, six-year senior quarterback, leading Notre Dame. They have the experience. Ticket price, dude. Six hundred. Oh yeah, just for those. Start, of you just the know. lowest ticket price right now. It's six hundred and seventy-two dollars, man. So just so people are aware, we're looking at these games on ESPN. ESPN has this little thing that says tickets as low as X amount of dollars. You see teams thirty-seven hundred nine ten dollars for Indiana Akron. Tickets as low as $672 for Notre Dame hosting the Ohio That's State so University. That's crazy, dude. The Ohio State. Better be break, breaking the piggy bank. You know what? I'm, I am going to... I want to pick Notre Dame because I think they've looked better this year. 
but I know better because Notre Dame always chokes in these matchups. They do. They do. And also, I just believe Marvin Harrison is that dude. He is that dude. Like Now, Hartman does lead the country in touchdowns with 13 touchdowns thrown this year. Thank you, Marvin Harrison. No, Hartman <laughs> no, is not. Notre Dame. No, that's Notre Dame's quarterback. Yeah. But what, I'm, what I think is going to happen, though, is Marvin Harrison is just, I don't know, this might kind of put him in a higher status of the Heisman if he plays well this oh, game. Oh, for sure. Um, and this is this is the kind of game where the true Heisman players come out. Because, like, like, we've gone over those other candidates who, like, haven't yeah. really had any real tough schedule yet. This is where someone's going to have their Heisman moment. This is, yeah, this is what's going to be remembered when the Heisman voting starts. Like, Just fun fact, Marvin Harrison is currently averaging 21.7 yards per catch. <laughs> Wow. Per catch, this guy's getting twenty plus yards. <laughs> yeah, just run a go, man. Yeah, that's yeah. literally what yeah. he's basically running verticals on Madden every single game. <laughs> hey, you know what? And it works. We're, beat, we're doing the cover, play with cover three that. beater. Yeah, I what I think the winner of this game it's going to be based on Ohio State's offensive line protecting Kyle McCord because he struggled against pressure this year, and Notre Dame's D line getting to Kyle McCord. Yeah, that Notre Dame defense is going to have to withstand what the offense of that Ohio because. Yes, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. They, they also have to deal with Emeka. It's like Emeka Ekbuka, I think is his name. Then they also have to deal with Julian Fleming. Not to mention, they also have to deal with those running backs who are no joke. Yep. Trayvon Henderson is an absolute... Who do you hey. have um, in your parlay for this one? I have Ohio State. I picked Ohio State because the, my main reasoning behind this is, number one, Notre Dame struggled last year. It, it was Marcus Freeman's first year as head coach last year after Brian Kelly left for LSU. And they, they kind of struggled. Game. It's at Notre Dame, but my other thing is, too, Notre Dame just tends to choke in these games. They do. Whether it's the playoffs, the national title when they got wrecked by Alabama 42-10, to 10, they got messed up by Clemson last year. Like, or, yeah, they, they lost to Clemson last year, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, I think Ohio State just is going to have a better overall... Their, their coaching, I think, is going to put them over the top. Ryan Day, I think, is a better head coach than Marcus Freeman. And... Like you said, Marvin Harrison is going to have his moments. And if it's not Harrison, it's going to be Travion Henderson. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Ohio State. Yeah, I'm going with Ohio State too this time. You're not going devil's advocate? No, because I just believe in Marvin Harrison. Yeah, he's that. He's him. Yeah. What are we thinking, Colton? I will go Ohio State. I have too many family members who are huge lovers of Ohio State. So The Ohio State University. We're, mm. watch, we're watching a house where they named their dog Buckeye because they're huge Ohio <laughs> State fans. Nice. So, but I could see people might think, oh, this could be like an average scoring game or a high scoring game. I think, I don't know, maybe Notre Dame tries to slow it down. I feel like Ohio State plays a lot better when it's fast and explosive. So I'm all about slowing it down, you know? Fair enough. I mean, just running behind the big boys. mm -hmm. Notre Dame historically has a great O line. And I mean, their their running backs got 500 yards on the season already. Dude, just look at his estimate. smile on there. Like he knows he's getting. He knows yards. his O line is going to be bullying some people. Yeah, but they also yeah, they get paid now. Also has one of the best D lines in the country. They have um, yeah. J T Lotamalolu. They also have Jack Sawyer. They have who? They have good pronunciation, <laughs> man. I, I've had the I've had the practice. He's so, a lot of polys. <laughs> Anyways, they have great players on that D line as well. I think Ohio State's going to take it though. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be particularly close. I I feel comfortable saying Ohio State by at least a touchdown. I think this actually is going to be a low scoring game. I do because of Notre Dame's defense, but I think Ohio yeah. State will have those plays from Harrison where he 
just goes off and gets him either into scoring, like into field goal range, or he scores a touchdown or two. Like I, I literally could see this game being like, I don't know, twenty-one to fourteen, something like that. Like not crazy, not crazy, but like, yeah. It's just so. in fourteen catches for three hundred and four yards. <laughs> yeah, and three touch. Like that's a twenty-one point seven average. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, one more top twenty-five matchup. We have Penn State hosting Iowa. Couple of things to note on this one. Number one, this is Iowa's first major test. For those of you who don't know, I only know this because I'm such an Iowa hater. <laughs> Iowa's offensive quarter coordinator, Brian Ferentz, had to sign a contract this offseason that if his team did not average at least 25 points a game, he would get fired. Like, their offense has been that bad under his tenure. Wow. This is not going to be a great... Now, don't get me wrong. They've run up the score on a lot of those lower teams that they beat up on these past couple of games to help that average out. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be the first test at Penn State, at Beaver Stadium. Beaver Stadium is the second biggest stadium in the country. Yeah. Okay, only behind Michigan. And it's cool to see them play it, there. Oh, especially the whiteout game yeah, is disgusting. Yeah, it's cool to see. Okay. This is also um, their head coach, or not their head coach, their starting QB, Cade McNamara, was the starter last year at Michigan. Then he got dumped for J.J. McCarthy. He's now with Iowa going up against Penn State starting, I think it's a redshirt freshman, Drew Aller, yeah. who's looked really good as well. I mean, Penn State's defense has been disgusting. Iowa's defense is historically really well as well, really good as well, but they they usually struggle against teams like Penn State. They just They just do. Penn State is a dark horse for the playoffs as well. I mean, they're ranked in the top 10 for a reason. Yeah. They're the third highest ranked Big Ten team for a reason as well. I'm going to take Penn State on this one at home. That home field advantage is just different. I don't think Iowa is going to be able to withstand the pressure of the crowd, but also just the fact I think their Iowa's, their offense is going to be under too much pressure to put up anything. I'm going to take Penn State in this one. I'm going Penn State too. They just look really good. Their running back looks really good this year too. Like I just, I don't know. Penn mm-hmm. State, I just can't. I, can't, I mean, Iowa's. You know, they're decent, but like Penn State just also looks like a team that could maybe be even a dark horse for the playoffs, I think. Exactly. They're so. big games. We'll talk about them later. They're going to be up against Michigan and the yeah. Ohio State as well. So. Yeah. So I, I'm going with Penn State on this one. I'll say Iowa on this one to be oh, different. I would be different. I mean, this is not the <laughs> game know, to be not different. A, it's not a very sexy game to me. So. Yeah. It's I, not, but it's type 25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's barely top 25. But I mean, it's, it is top 25. He snuck in there, man. 24. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. And I don't know if they'll really hang around in there, especially yeah, if they get honestly. beat today. They could easily get absolutely not crushed here. Tomorrow, but like, yeah. Well, do you think, do you think Nebraska will beat? They're going to beat Louisiana Tech. They're going to. I have no other reason to believe otherwise, and if I say they won't, then they won't. So you know, potato, potato. Let's move on. <laughs> I just wanted to. I want to get off that one as soon as possible. Yeah, the like, more I think about it, the more depressed I get. But anyways, guys, we got a full slate ahead of you here. We're gonna do one more thing before we finish up. Let's give them their viewing schedule here. Our recommended viewing schedule. Oh yeah, just games yeah. that we want. Yeah. So 10 a.m. The very first game I would recommend watching is probably Florida State hosting Clemson. That's a big game right there because Florida State, they struggled last week against Boston College. We need them to get back into shape. Clemson's not the worst ACC team. They're somewhere in the middle right now. Their defense is going to be a great test, though, for Jordan Travis, who at the start of the season was arguably only behind Caleb Williams for Heisman consideration. Yeah. So I think Jordan Travis is going to need to have a great game against this defense so that they can go ahead and start very good. So that's the 10 a.m. game. That's the one I personally would recommend. Once that game ends, you're going to have a pick between Colorado and Oregon. UCLA, Utah, <sighs> Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, I well, can tell and, you where ninety percent of the people are going to go. It's going to be Oregon and Colorado because of the. Well, and BYU plays at that time too. Here's what I'm going to do, and actually, I don't know if I, I I need to show you this feature on YouTube TV. You could put up four games at the same Bro, time. Bro, just come over and we'll watch. Yeah, all I'll the show games. you how to do it. But there's four games we can put up at the same time, and you could pick which oh, four then, teams you can do. 
So we could literally throw up Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama, and BYU at the yeah, same we're time. Gonna, yeah, we should just do that. <laughs> but for our viewers out there who don't have that, yeah. which game are we recommending? Uh, you gotta you you, you gotta go you Oregon, gotta go Oregon yeah. and Colorado. Like I, you can't. If you're in Utah, then obviously you probably will watch. If you're not, yeah, if you're a hardcore um, college football fan and you live in Utah, you're gonna be watching you the know Utah. What? Let me put it to you this way: on the big screen, throw on Oregon, Colorado. On your phone, throw on Utah, UCLA. On the radio, throw if on you're, Alabama. Well, if you're a big Utah fan, you're, it, you'll, you'll flip it. Yeah, flip it. Yeah. And then on the radio, throw on Alabama. Commercial. Flip. Yeah. yeah, commercial flip. Yeah. So that's going to be it for the 130 games. That's going to take us to about 4 o'clock. There's a little bit of a lull when it comes to the 4 o'clock games because the big ones don't come a little bit later until after that. Like 5, 5.30. Like 5, 5.30 is when those big, big games start. So yeah. you're going to have teams like Wake Forest and Georgia Tech. He's you're going to have LSU and Arkansas. A couple games you could look at there. Then yeah. you have Washington State hosting Oregon State at 5. That's going to carry you until the 5.30 games because at the 5.30 games is the big mama. Yeah, I think you start that Washington-Oregon State game and then, then, you, hop what, on over then you flip Notre over Dame. to Notre Dame and you switch State. over the Georgia game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if Georgia isn't up by 50 by then. <laughs> that 5.30 game is going to carry you to 8 p.m., which you get Pac-12 after dark, which gives you the top two Heisman contenders. Oh, and Hawaii plays at 10 again at night. sounds dirty. Pack 12 after dark. You have USC at Arizona State <laughs> and Washington hosting Cal. And then, yes, if you want to stay up until late, late, you have Hawaii starting at 959 hosting New Mexico State. I mean, just because it's college So football. you got Cartoon Network in the morning, and then it switches to Adult Swim at night. Yeah, honestly, it really does. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so, oh I mean, gosh. it's a full slate of college football here. We're excited to see the Heisman trophies get out there. We're excited for all the top 25 matchups. Colorado, Oregon, Alabama, Ole Miss, Utah, UCLA, The Ohio State University, Notre Dame, the Penn Ohio State, State, Iowa, the whole nine. Yeah. It'll be good. It's like you've got great matchups pretty much all day, which we haven't had in a while. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Like literally football from 10 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night if you really want to. <laughs> 100%. But anyways, I think that's it for this week. If you, Again, if you guys ever have any suggestions for us, anything you want us to talk about in specific, please let us know. We're always happy to adjust for you guys. Oh, yeah, and then just as a reminder, um, whenever we get that store launched, we'll, 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 um, just just know that a lot of the things that will contribute into getting free stuff is um, shares, following and sharing. Following is huge, and sharing is a big one as well. Yeah. So those are going to be the two main things. So just because that is coming soon. Very soon. Hopefully Just, within the next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. at most. So, yeah. But no. And dude, thanks for joining us. Colton. Yeah. Thanks, Colton. Thanks for you'll having to, me. You'll have to come back on a fantasy football episode. I would love those to. Because those when, are. When Phil's 0-3 or 0-9 the, going into week 10 is his second matchup with those are the Those are the weeks where it gets, where all and I will go at each other a little bit. Oh, 100%. So when are you going to wear your Carson Wentz jersey? He's, yeah. Oh, I have that already. It's at oh, my house. Yeah. I just need to bring it over for him so he can start taking photos and we can post them yeah. on social media for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, I probably won't wear it until we go to Colorado. For it's okay, it's okay though. I want you to wear it at the Denver game. You should wear it every Sunday. I'm not wearing it at the Denver game. <laughs> I'm not wearing it at the Denver car, at the Denver Jazz game. No oh, way. That is a good... Yeah. You should. No. I and won't TV, wear it at... TV flex in it, Nick. When, no, when the camera's and, on you, you're like, And it's not any Carson Wentz jersey. Wentz. It was the most discounted Wentz jersey I could find. An Indianapolis Colts Wentz yeah, jersey. Yeah, it's because they oh, don't want man. his jerseys being sold. It's a Colts jersey? No. Oh. It's a Colts Wentz jersey. Oh, that's so bad. That's when he was in his When prime. all he had to do was not screw up at Jacksonville and they did. Yeah. <laughs> they missed the playoffs. I mean, I was saying that he sucked. I was always saying it, and that he was the reason that their teams are doing bad. It's not a coincidence when a guy gets there three different places and they all suck. It's fine. But anyways, guys, we'll talk to you next time. All right, yep. See you next week.